I'm Alan Cornett, and this is the Eat Kentucky Podcast. Welcome back to the Eat Kentucky Podcast, where we celebrate Kentucky, its food, and its culture. This is your host, Alan Cornett. This year, Harrodsburg's Beaumont Inn celebrates its centennial. All the way back in 1949, Duncan Hines was singing its praises, that is, the real Kentucky travel writer, Duncan Hines. He called Beaumont Inn the best eating place in Kentucky. In this episode, I travel to Harrodsburg to talk with Dixon Dedman of the Beaumont Inn and also of Kentucky Owl Bourbon. Dixon discusses the Beaumont Inn's 100 years, their surprise win of the James Beard American Classics Award, and Dixon answers the important question, just what is yellow-legged chicken? Also, Dixon discusses the impact of Kentucky's bourbon boom on the inn and how he revived his family's Kentucky Owl bourbon label. And Dixon explains how he was tricked into running his first marathon. Plus, Dixon shares his everyday recommendations for frustrated bourbon hunters. Please hit the subscribe button to the Eat Kentucky podcast, and it would mean a lot if you would take just a moment to leave a five-star rating. It helps others find the podcast. Now let's talk with Dixon Dedman. I am here at the lovely Beaumont Inn in Harrodsburg, Kentucky with Dixon Dedman. Thanks for having me down. Thanks for coming. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Well, this is, this is a great place. I, this room that we've got is, is lushly uh, appointed, and so I feel like royalty here. This is the room when I was a kid um, that when you know my parents would... I don't mean to say they would banish us to this room. Um, it, was, it was decorated a little bit differently. There was a TV in here, which is the only TV in the inn for a long time. But this, this was, I spent a lot of time in this room with that door closed just because they said, try to go in there and be quiet. Don't right. break anything. A little bit of sort of time out <laughs> right. room. That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, you're, you're, you're driving the adults crazy. Do you ever, uh, you ever send kids in here now? Or is this... <laughs> they, they, they are here. You know, it's funny to think about, um, the way that we ran around this building and and my parents and grandparents were always trying to keep us out of one thing or the other or whatever and and now watching my children run around this building and chasing them out of rooms or you know or whatever yeah. it's, it's it's kind of funny it's a certainly i would think that this would be a pretty fun place to grow up in i mean you've got nooks and crannies and oh well, the 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 crazy thing up until that legislation passed um, where we were able to do the alcohol by the drink thing and then add the tavern and the owl's nest. But prior to that, you know, the inn always closed um, somewhere around early to mid-December and it was closed until the middle of March. Um, and you, know, you talk about the inn being closed and, and, and the games of hide and seek that we had in this building oh, and, and, and the, the running and, and you know, we could, we could slide down those two banisters in, in, in no time. You know? <laughs> yeah, I would think uh, 
snow days for school would be a, would be a wild time. I, they were wild. Um, I'm not sure how much my parents enjoyed it or how much they actually got done, but we, uh, you know, there's worse places to, you know. Oh, I, I, I absolutely, I think so. So this is, we're coming to the close of the 100th anniversary year for the Beaumont Inn. So congratulations, that's an extraordinary achievement. Thank you. It, it has been, uh, um, you know, even leading up to it, it's always kind of a hard, I mean, it's a hard thing to wrap your mind around. Um, and, and it's been a very enjoyable experience um, to kind of engage with a lot of, a lot of people who have been involved in many 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 years of the of the inn's history and and uh you know my parents have done a great job of trying to connect with you know some of the oldest um or earliest uh people still living that were either you know customers or employees or employees families and 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 so it's it, it's been a really kind of fun and and you know nostalgic year sure. uh, for us have you had a lot of those people kind of make pilgrimages? Seen a lot of that, and you know, just what what was really neat is we kind of um, kind of put some things out there on our website and social media, and and a lot of the you know, a lot of really wonderful letters that that people would send who couldn't travel, or or you know, sending you know old placemats that they you know, or postcards or mm -hmm. or little pieces you know things they were knickknacks they bought in the gift shop or something like that. So. It, it, it has been, um, and, and the people that, you know, just, you know, are, are having lunch and say, you know, my grandmother worked in the kitchen for, you know, in, in the 30s or whatever. I mean, it's, it's been a really, really kind of neat opportunity to, um, you know, for, for me, who's, I mean, I've been a part of, I guess, 38 years of them, but, you know, um, it's 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 just it's been a really special um, you know time to connect with with some of of the past. How does it feel to be part of a, that kind of lineage going back a century? I mean, that's a lot to get your mind around. It is, it, it is. Although, you know, I in this business or, or in the end or in and maybe I, you know this is just for me. Um, you know, the 100 years is a big year. I guess it's, you know, it's obviously. But, but you know, I, we were raised um, talking about the tradition, the, the history, um, the legacy. And, uh, and, and so, you know, while it's a, it is an important, you know, milestone to, to hit that date, um, you know, a lot of the, I mean, the reason that, that, we continue to do what we're doing, and I think with the passion that we do it is 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 not necessarily about counting calendar years, but you know more about generations and you know and, and kind of paying tribute and, and and things like that. So it's you know it's 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 a cool um, it, it is a, it's a certainly a cool milestone. I mean that you know that that big red X on 100 is right. is a big deal, but. Um, you know, I still get the same kind of warm fuzzies just on some random Tuesday walking into the, to, you know, through the front door and kind of thinking about the fact that, you know, for 
well over a hundred years, my family has been in this building, you know, when they were here in college and things like that, you know, so it's... Well, this is, it's not a bad sort of place to come to work. I mean, the, it's sort of a, kind of a grand entrance there. It's, it is a... It's a stately a, place. You're absolutely right. And, and if I can come in and get kind of to my desk and, and start getting settled before somebody's like, Hey, we got to talk to you about this. We need to know, you know, <laughs> if I can get there. Or you have people stroll in to interview you or something like that. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I, I grabbed a couple pieces of fried chicken before you got here just to make sure I, you know, I had, I was settled. Okay. Well, hopefully the interview won't go that long for you, but we'll, be, I, but if you're full, then we may just keep on going. But this is, this building dates back to 1848. Is that correct? 45. 45. Okay. Yes, well, yeah. So, and it was originally a college. College, women's college, right? that's right. And how long was it a functional women's college? 1916 was when the school okay. closed. So, so that's, I was uh, recently in Shelbyville at Science Hill, and uh -huh. they have a sort of, a similar history there. Right. Where they were, uh, not a college, I guess, but a, a girls' school. Though. Well, and I, you know, it was, it was Daughters College and then Beaumont College, mm -hmm. but, you know, it wasn't college in the sense of what right. we think about today. Sure. So same, right. very so similar. Preparatory school. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But it's a wonderful, I guess, reuse of the of the building and and obviously something that has been welcomed and needed here, I think. I, I think so. I mean I um I, I I think that, you know, my my family has obviously um, you know, very much enjoyed the the business and 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 kind of the again the repurposing of of it. But um, you know, the outpouring of of both local support, state support, and you know, and 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 you know, just national support throughout the years and 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 during this period and 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 things like that. I mean, you know, we were my dad was was talking. Um, you know, about just the number of people that have been employed by Beaumont Inn over the years. I mean, tens of thousands of people. Um, and, and, you know, you think about the people that are with, I mean, we have people with us right now that have been here, you know, 30 plus years. Um, you know, they're as much a part of my family as, as, as some of the cousins I've got, sure. you know, but it's, um, it, it's, I, I do truly believe that 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 you know it's a you know it's a, it's a it's a tradition it's a central Kentucky tradition and it's something you know we've we've received a lot of a lot of wonderful support from uh, kind of regionally and I think um, something we really you know uh, take take great pride in. Well, and you mentioned national support, which brings up your. James Beard Award from just a few years ago, what, 2015? 2015. That's, that's right. right. And of course, James Beard is the, it's the National Culinary Association. The awards are like Academy Awards of food. And Beaumont Inn was awarded an American Classics Award. So tell me about that process. How did that happen? And what, you know, that what's was, that mean, meant for you all? It was... It was such a such a crazy um, time, and and you know, again, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, the, a, a beard award, a beard medal, is the Oscar of the food industry, and and that is the pinnacle of 
Um, you know, when 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 you when you're a chef and you're you know you're you're trying to make your mark on the culinary scene, whatever part of the country you are. I mean, you know the the greatest recognition you know you could ever receive is that that Beard Award, and 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 so a lot of new properties and things like that spend a lot of money, um, you know, with with. PR and marketing, you know, kind of the, you know, the, the great things that are going on and, 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 uh, in their properties and, and, you know, and, and, and striving to get on the radar of, you know, a, a foundation like the James Beard Foundation. And, um, the, the foundation also, uh, does, uh, these America's Classic Awards where they kind of recognize, um, places with a history of, of, of excellence and, and a, you know, a unique story and, and some, you know, they've made their mark on a community or a region or a cuisine or, or things like that. So, um, but those are unsolicited. Those are, you know, uh, and, uh, and 2015 was the 25th anniversary of the James Beard Awards. It was the first year um, that they moved the award ceremony from New York City to Chicago, and it was at the Lyric Opera Theater in uh, in Chicago. But it was February of 2015, we were. It was a Sunday afternoon, and we were we were kind of we we oftentimes don't rent any rooms on Sunday nights because you know it's just nobody traveling through. So the end was you know we had served brunch and I had done brunch. The end was dark. Mom, my mother was closing up. Uh, we were just kind of making sure everything was good, and the phone rings, and she looks at me, and 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 I was like, I'll get it. And she was like, I'll get it. So she grabs the phone, and I can just hear my mom going, Oh my gosh! 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 Oh my, you know. And I thought, okay, either something really bad has happened, or you know, she thinks Ed McMahon's coming to the door with a big check. Like I don't know what's going on. Um, but she gets off the phone, and she was like we are being recognized by the James Beard Foundation this year. And, and I, you know, immediately I'm thinking, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like my mom gets emails sometimes and she was like, I opened it, but it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm like, don't, if it's spam, do not open <laughs> that email. Like that. do not click on it. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Um, and we, we talked about, you know, and, and she, she was like, I, I, they were saying a lot of things and I'm not really sure what, uh, what exactly they said, but they said we were getting a James Beard award. <laughs> she was like, and I, so I gave them your number and email, and and sure enough, um, you know, they they, they they called. It was it was kind of surreal, to, you know, to, both the call, but then they came down. They they were here for like three days filming this this video. Um, it made this this amazing video and and, and that video is on your it is website, also on the website right. that's correct and uh, and and so they they put us up we we drove up to Chicago for the awards ceremony um, somewhere around there uh, my father pulled me aside and said you know you're the one going on stage right and I said I'm sorry and he said. <laughs> Yes, he said. I'm not going up there. You're the one going up, and uh, and and so you know we we go to Chicago. There are all these events and cool stuff, and then um, there's a walkthrough, and then basically the day, the afternoon of the event, I just walked around the streets of Chicago like some kind of crazy person, muttering to myself, 
um, trying to figure out what it was that I was going to say and, and, and that type of thing. And um, we go in the Lyric Opera Theater. We are six seats. We are here. I could put my hands on the stage. I mean, it was, it was, it was right there. And the event was supposed to last three hours. Uh, we got the program. We were the next to last award. Um, so there were five America's Classics. We were the, they did us, and then they did the restaurant of the year. And it ended up being about a four and a half hour ceremony. So I had four and a half hours to sit there. Which proves that all award ceremonies are way Exactly, too long, yeah. Right? I mean, they, they, they did the same thing they do at the Oscars. They cue the music. You know, by the time I got up there, I had, I had cut my speech in half because I wasn't going to be, um, you know, have, have the lights flicker and the music come on. But it was, it was the most, uh, it came and got me 15 minutes before, take me to the back. Um, you know, the, uh, I'm sitting there in the green room with Andrew Zimmern of Bizarre Foods, mm-hmm. uh, Danielle Balud. Like, I mean, it was some of these names that are just, I, 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 you know, I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would ever be in the same room as these people. And, uh, Alton Brown was, was hosting and, um, they, they're sitting there and they show our video and Danielle Ballou comes up and he says, he says, that's, that's fantastic. I need to come to Kentucky. He said, I, you know, can you teach me how to make fried chicken? And I said, <laughs> I think you probably have fried chicken figured out. But, um, and, and Andrew Zimmer put the medal on me and uh, stood there and I know, you know, I'm, I'm looking out and I know there are 3,000 people out there, but the lights are so bright, you cannot see anything. I could see my wife and my parents. And, you know, and, and I just, from my heart, just completely went away from uh, everything that I had intended to say. Uh, and it was one of the most magical moments and something, you know, I was such a, such a prideful moment. And, you know, it was, it was such a shame. Um, that that or I, I remember thinking that you know there's there's so many people involved in in that and getting us to that point getting the end of that point and um you know so we came we came home the next day and and i came straight here to the end and i put that medal on every one of our employees necks and took their picture and you know and, and thanked them and it was just it was it was a really special thing for, for me, for my family, for, um, you know, for the end, that type of recognition, especially, you know, when, when it comes out of nowhere on a Sunday afternoon. Is, so is there, was, really there was no hint leading up to that at none, all? None at all. I found out later that there were some really, you know, amazing people who had kind of, I shouldn't say lobbied on our behalf, but, you know, sure, had but been nominated pushing. You and, absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and you send very sincere notes and bottles of bourbon to those people and things like that. Sure. uh, But pretty, pretty cool experience. Yeah, that's, it's, it's wonderful. And and so what has that, what's that meant for the end with that kind of recognition? Without question, you know, there was a definite spike um, kind of in, you know, and and you see that and, 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 you know, when, you know, when you talk to people now and people say, Oh, y'all won a Beard Award. You know, I mean, that's 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 a next level sure, thing. That's instant credibility. You know, I mean, it's, anywhere it's, you go. 
Um, and it, it's something, again, you know, I, I, it's something, it's, it's been great for the end. It's, uh, but I, 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 it's another one of those things I think is a great, you know, it, it, did, it really did two things. It recognized what we had, had done or had been or, or had accomplished, I guess. And then secondly, you know, it, it, really, it really made us double down on, you know, on, on living up to the, the honor that was bestowed upon us by the, by the foundation. And that, you know, that's been a big, big deal for us. And, oh, and you know, you don't, you don't get that and then just say, oh, well, we did that. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's certainly something. Maybe you're going to put that on your menu. You know, you got to live up to it. So sure. it's absolutely. So you mentioned earlier the, the, the change in local ordinances allowing mm -hmm. single drink service, which allowed you to open the tavern here, which was recently named one of the top bourbon bars in the country. Yeah, we've, we've been on that list for the, uh, the entirety of the time the, review, the bourbon review has been doing that, which is pretty special. So when did that happen? What, what year was that? So the legislation was 03. Okay. Uh, we opened, we finally got the tavern open um, in November of 04. Mm -hmm. So, so those know. are some significant, that's a significant change. I, I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of times one of the, the biggest questions um, that people have talking about the history of the end, like what are the kind of seminal moments or, you know, what, you know, and, and there have been many, I mean, you know, and, and you know, my, my grandfather used to talk about, you know, it, how it was such a big deal when people started having their own automobiles, you know, mm -hmm. that was big for business and, 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 um, uh, when Shaker Village came to the area, that was really big for our business. And um, in the, you know, when, when Duncan Hines was doing his thing and, and writing about, you know, kind of the first real travel writer, and, mm -hmm. and he always mentioned Beaumont Inn, and that was huge for our business. Um, but I, I don't think there's any question, and it's not because, it's not because, like, we've all of a sudden seen this, incredible revenue stream that we're, you know, you know, all of a sudden making all this more money. But um, the ability to to serve a cocktail, a glass of wine, um, you know, with dinner or, or, or have that bourbon list or something like that has been, let me say, that, without it, I don't think we would be sitting here having, we wouldn't have hit 100 years. I mean, you know, the way this, uh, way tourism in Kentucky has, has changed and embraced this bourbon trail and um, this, this, you know, it's, it's a, it's just been an amazing thing for, for business. Um, and, you know, those people that, that are coming here and, you know, we we're saying, yeah, we can serve you, you know, black coffee. That's about the strongest thing we got. You know, they look at you like you're crazy, you know, so. Um, I, I don't, I, without question, in the top three kind of biggest changes that have happened in the hundred years of the end, I think that you know that the change in that legislation and 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 the way we um, jumped on it and and adapted uh, to that opportunity has been you know significant. It's it's breathed new life. Absolutely, absolutely. While we take a brief break, I wanted to tell you about my day job and sometimes nights and weekends. I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Bluegrass Realty. When I'm not eating or posting about food, 
I help people find the home of their dreams in the Lexington area. If you need to buy or sell your home, please email, text, or call Alan Cornett at kw.com or 859-327-1818. Now let's talk more about food. We'll talk then a little bit about your your bourbon adventures. Well, that's probably well put. <laughs> of course, you revived Kentucky Owl, which was a family label going back to what year was was that originally? 1879 so. to 1917, 1918. Okay. So that all of that predated your family's involvement with with the inn. I did. Yeah. So that was a that was even further back than the hundred years it, of the end. It was, and I, you know, granted, and this is so fifth generation. I'm the fifth generation of my family to do the end, as well as the fifth generation. You know, it's my great great grandfather that started the bourbon, and 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 there, so my my great great grandmother that started the end, her daughter, and. And my great great grandfather that started the bourbon, his son married, and that's how the two kind of came, they came together right. at, at, at generation four. Okay. Um, and and what's what's interesting though is that my great great grandmother that started the inn um, would have come to school here uh, as in, in the 1870s, um, about the same time that. You know, in, in about 1878, uh, and then formalized in 1879, my great great grandfather, about 12 miles from here, was building a distillery and starting that. So, it, you know, the, the, there was just quite a bit more of a hiatus uh, on the bourbon side. Just those, right. you know, <laughs> a little bit of a lull. A little bit. What year did you did you start the label back? We didn't release anything until 2014. Okay. We started several years before that, um, trying to navigate that that world, which was an incredibly different world than it even is today. Right. I was about but to say that was. I mean, things were heating up, but nothing like they nothing are now. like they are now. Um, and and you know, it was uh, it was just this great partnership and this great opportunity and this great. Um, Honestly, for the longest time, it was just this great distraction. You know, like, it was the world's longest pregnancy in the sense that, you know, like, we had this, and we were going to do it, and we kept talking about it, and we had some barrels, and they were aging, and, you know, it was going to happen. So when did, you, happen, when did you but. first buy barrels? In, in 2010, I think. And you could still buy barrels back then. And the crazy thing was you could buy... 10 barrels or 20 barrels, you know. Now, unless you're talking about six figures and whatever, I mean, it just doesn't, you know, it's, it's just, the, it is a completely different situation. I mean, so what you did then would literally be really impossible. It would, know, on, with, on the scale, it, right, on the with, scale we did. I mean, you know, we bought, we bought, the first stuff was two years old when we bought it. The second stuff was like five years old when we bought it and the five-year-old stuff aged another uh, three three and a half years in new barrels and that's what we bottled with batch one and 14 but you know it was uh, you know on the scale that we did of, of of 20 barrels and 15 barrels and then adding 20 and whatever i mean you know that's just 
it's not even a remote, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's tough right. today. And, and you would be talking about ex exceptionally more outlay financially to, to secure anything Goodness like gracious, that. yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't mean to say I kick myself, but, you know, I was, and still am, but, but uh, probably a little bit pickier um, than I probably should have been with some of the opportunities. Now, you know, had I, if I knew now what I knew then, sure, I, right. I, I think maybe we would have taken a few more opportunities to, to purchase some stuff. But, you know, I... I you know, Things have worked out okay, though. Well, I, mean, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 you think back and think, you know, that wasn't a home run, but it was it was good enough where we could have really worked on it a little bit more, but yeah. It was impossible to foresee sure. where things are now. Oh my gosh. I mean, in, in, in so many more ways than just, you know, barrel inventory. Sure. You know, I mean, if you right. told me five years ago, you know, the way, the course that that would have taken I would have said you were out of your mind. You know? Sure, right. On all sorts of facets of, of Kentucky tourism, but food, uh, hospitality, uh, such as, as you all do here, what, what has this bourbon boom meant for, for you all and, and how do you see it going? Well, I mean, I don't think there's any question that, that from uh, and, and and you know it, in my travels to all these different markets now you know the the perception of Kentucky what it's done for Kentucky what it's done for you know the way people think of Kentucky and you know I mean we you, you know you think about you say Kentucky 20 years ago and people are always like oh toothless and barefoot and whatever you know you say Kentucky now and they say oh my gosh bourbon you know we are you know from a um, that standpoint of things, you know, at the pinnacle of the, you know, spirits industry with, you know, with, with what's being produced in the state. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's been, I think it's been huge for, for central Kentucky and the, you know, the, the national perception of, of Kentucky. And I think, um, the state of Kentucky, the department of tourism, you know, I mean, people who, who, who could kind of see the opportunity have, um, all benefited significantly by understanding that, you know, this is a, you know, a, a draw. The people that are coming to, to see this are coming because not only are they interested in Burma, but they're interested in what else there is in the region. They're interested in the cuisine. They're interested in, um, you know, what, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, from, from hospitality and, and tourism, it's just been, I don't think anybody could have predicted what, and I think that it's, it's just, it's, it's got, there's a lot more to it. Um, you know, the, the runway's long with, with this, I believe. Well, I know, of course, there are big plans for Kentucky Allen Bardstown. What are the, what's the timeline on that? Well, I think that the the timeline has uh, continues to change because of just how unique this property is going to be. I mean, you know, they're, they didn't buy a nice little flat piece of land in the middle of nowhere. They built 
or they bought, you know, almost 500 acres of a, you know, a, a rock quarry, mm -hmm. and they're going to fill these quarries with lakes and then build a distillery on a peninsula in between 200 and some acres of lake. So that's ambitious. It and, is ambitious. And any and, construction. And they're going to be pyramids. I, well, the last <laughs> rendering I saw included pyramids. Um, I'm still trying to process that one, but, you know, that's uh, it. The the incredible thing about what they intend to do is is to make a, a you know a state of the art distilling facility that is also a massive piece of art itself and that will be a draw for you know uh, people who are as interested in architecture as um, as as you know let's be honest you travel to all these distilleries and while you know the architecture changes. I mean, it's a still taking grain and turning it into alcohol and going into a barrel. Um, and I think that, you know, part of that is is to create, you know, something even more stunning than just the, the process. Um, and, and, you know, the, the gentleman that they have enlisted to, to design this is, is a world-renowned art. You know, it's not just they didn't throw out bids to right. just anybody. The, you know, I, that amazing opportunity to be, you know, have that piece done in the in the New York Times um, early this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've gone from the New York Times at the beginning of the year to to this at the end of the year. So I I don't know, this your trend is, line's not not <laughs> too good. Right now, but. But, I don't I don't, I, I don't know about that. But um, but you know, the, this, this guy who writes for the Times and he covers whiskey and architecture, and and that's why he, he was all over this because of the opportunity mm -hmm. to you know to talk about this particular architect and things like that. So. It's now all of that said, I couldn't build a birdhouse. So, for, you know, it's not I'm I'm not on the you know the the weekly update call on the on sure. the on the on the facility development. Right, um, you're, you're not micromanaging that no, project. No, exactly, exactly. That's that's I'm I I I've, one of the things that I do enjoy most uh, about my role in this uh, at this point is you know being able to to meet people to talk to people to tell the story to engage with people and and, and share um, you know share the product with people um, and I, I enjoy that it one and one a would be the actual blending of, of you know and, and there's something kind of therapeutic and a little bit artistic that I take from that opportunity and you know to shut the door and, and you know, spend some kind of quiet time doing that. But, um, but you know, I, 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 the, the day-to-day -day things of making sure that we have enough glass or corks or, you know, those types of things, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that that's not part of my role. Is your anticipation that you'll continue working with Kentucky Owl? I do. I mean, I, I, I think so. I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see that changing, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, if they, if they, you know, if they decide they can find someone that's, you know, um, look, looks better in front of a camera or something like that, they may, you know, I mean, Wild Turkeys now, now has, you know, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you've and, been working on your and, all right. Well, that's exactly right. You know, Jim Beam has that Mila Kunis, you know, I mean. She I'm, looks better on a camera than you do. I get it. You know, <laughs> I, I totally get it. So, I mean, if you they, might be able to, you might be able to compete with McConaughey, but. Uh. I don't know. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you, but I, 
<laughs> I'm sure that just made a lot of people chuckle. Kunis, yeah. <laughs> you're you're out though. I'm I'm sorry, but I have I have a question about the food at the. Actually, I have a couple of questions about the food here. One is, what is yellow-legged chicken? Oh, that's um. <laughs> you know, that's it's such a such a good story. And it doesn't matter how many times and how frequently we talk about that story. It's always very interesting to hear somebody that's, you know, that's only been here uh, you know, a few weeks in the dining room try to explain that and how they can absolutely butcher that from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, again, we, we go back to trace, you know, we go back to a time when they raised their own chicken, um, chickens here on the property. And um, this was a time when it was, you know, it was, it was kind of understood that, um, you know, corn-fed chickens uh, would be, you know, would yield more meat, more tender meat, higher quality of meat, you know, and, and just the corn, corn-fed chicken was a you know, a, a, a premium um, chicken. And chickens uh, that were fed um, just an assortment of grains or, you know, or whatever were, uh, were of lesser quality. And the uh, corn-fed chickens, you could identify both based on their size, but also they would develop little yellow rings around their legs. And, and most grain-fed chickens um, would have, have darker, um, kind of gray or dark rings around their legs. And so, it was it was kind of this marketing thing that they came up with to say we serve yellow-legged chicken, meaning we serve the you know the highest quality chicken, and and um, even some of the earliest uh, advertising pieces back there um, say you know proudly serving yellow-legged chicken and old ham. <laughs> well, and the ham's the other question I have. So so you you're famous for two-year-old ham. So you finish those here. Do you, you source those from someone who starts curing them and then you We do. Them we in? do. And, and we've had about a, oh gosh, it's probably getting close to 40 year relationship with, um, with a family and a, a producer in, in Sturgis, Kentucky, the Meacham family, Meacham hams. And, and, um, my dad tells a great story about, you know, how, uh, when, when they had to start, you know, you couldn't just buy ham. You know, people couldn't just show up at the back door anymore and sell you hams and you take them. You know, you had to, you know, the government gets involved and all that kind of stuff, you know. But um, they really uh, locked on to this, uh, this producer in Western Kentucky. Um, and they really, you know, my grandfather really liked the cure of their ham and, and, and the quality of it. Both at, you know, after, after one season, but then... Um, you know, we would bring them in and age them an additional season, an additional, you know, winter freeze, summer sweat before they were you know, technically two years old. Um, so we, you know, we still buy from Meacham. We've, we've bought from many other producers when, when we need to. And, when, you know, and, and um, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of amazing, um, you know, producers out there in, in Western Kentucky. I, I, I think, I, you know, you got the bourbon trail. I think we need the ham trail out there. You do. In you fact, know. I saw... Funny you mentioned that. I saw on Sean Brock's Instagram this past week, he actually had a map posted of a ham trail that cut through Virginia, Tennessee, mm -hmm. and into Kentucky. 
uh, be interesting to see. I have to go back and look at the the particular uh, producers that he mentions with it. But I think there's there's starting to be more attention paid to that, and and it's the the same climate that contributes to Kentucky's success in bourbon contributes to the success in hand. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, you, Virginia, Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky. It's it's no accident that the that the ham producers and the bourbon producers are in the exact same absolutely uh, absolutely zone. it's the same it's the it's the same principle of mother nature there that you know that that, that does it and, you know right. you do it the too. reason why on monday it was 60 degrees and we had a blizzard that night right, <laughs> right. exactly exactly <laughs> my kids are outside in short sleeves on monday afternoon and complaining they got to go to school when there's snow in the ground on tuesday morning but well, I wanted to ask you about a, a personal accomplishment of yours that you recently completed. You just ran the New York City Marathon. I did. That's, that's I did. impressive. It was, um, it was really, really very interesting. I had a, um, a friend that I've worked with for a number of years um, who's, who's from, he you know, lives in New York and marketing in New York. And, and he said, you know, Dixon, I know you're a bit of a, you know, you're a runner, not a marathon runner. I was just a runner. Was this your um, first... It was my first marathon. Wow. Yeah, but you know, he says, "Look, I, you know, I, I'm turning 40. It's really a bucket list thing for me. Um, you know, I really would like to do this, and I, I need somebody that I know is going to do this with me. You know, kind of motivational factor, and blah 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 blah." And he said, "You know, I'd, would would you you have any interest in doing the the New York City Marathon?" I said, "Oh my God, are you serious?" <laughs> And, and he was like, yeah, come on, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. And I said, okay, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, sign me up. So I get signed up, get committed. Um, and he calls me a week later and he says, I just found out from my wife that that's the week we're going to be in Hawaii. So I'm out. <laughs> so, so I was, this, I was this in, is a, this is what's known as a bait and switch. It's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, but you know, I, I was at that point I had already decided, yeah, okay, this is a cool thing to, to, to knock off the um, the list, and you know, I I can't. You can't even really describe it. It is it is a it is an amazing amazing thing. Fifty almost fifty four thousand runners, uh, and they have the whole setup of this thing from registration all the way through. You know, it's it is a well oiled machine, um, and the streets at certain points are lined. You know, eight to ten deep for 26 miles with people just cheering and, you know, celebrate. I mean, it's a big, it's a big party. And, and the most remarkable thing for me, and I spend, I have recently spent a lot of time in New York. We, we do, you know, the kind of headquarters is, is there. Um, but you, New York is, is just, a, it's, it's different than Kentucky. You know, you don't it, it smile. Is. You don't open the door. <laughs> you put your head down, you walk, you're, everybody's got headphones on there. Pretending like no one else exists, you know, it's it's just it's very New York, and it's you know you kind of get used to it. The first time you open the door for somebody and they look at you like, "What's your problem?" You know, but it, it's it's just it's just kind of the way it is. After that race, um, you know, the the entire I mean the entire city gets so into it, and it people are just the people you pass on the street congratulations well done super cool proud of you the waiters the people in the hotel i mean it, it, it like they the, become very un-new york it is <laughs> it becomes very un-new york and and it was 
you know, the, the, we're walking through there. And Maybe I'm they like, need more marathons. I, they, we need more marathons. <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was, it, it's just amazing how that city gets behind that event. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, um, there's about a four mile stretch there where I thought, what in the world was I thinking? Um, and then there was about 30 minutes after it was over, like never, ever, ever again. But after I got past that, <laughs> I was really proud of myself and I really enjoyed well, it. Well, congratulations. It really <laughs> is a you. tremendous accomplishment. Are, do you want to do it again? You know, I, I do. I, and I, 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 I thought, but it, it, was just, it was just so much fun. And it was so kind of cool to be a part of this big mass of people you know that that the entire city of new york which i think is the greatest city in the world was like cheering on and being part of and it was it was it was just a lot of fun what what was the longest you had done prior to that 21 yeah so you were in the neighborhood you i was in the neighborhood i mean that's what they tell you you know that, that the last you know that that momentum and energy will get you through the last six and somewhere between like 21 and 25 i was looking for momentum and energy <laughs> you kept, anywhere i could find you it were, you kept right. waiting for it to show up <laughs> right. when, I, don't, I don't know what this jolt they were talking about you know <laughs> i was gonna get but um but i, I mean I, I wanted to finish i wanted to finish in under four hours i, I did both those things so it was good yeah, that's a that's a great thing. So we we're in the holiday season. You mentioned that Thanksgiving is your biggest day. So you don't, I guess you do Thanksgiving here. We do right? Thanksgiving here. Yeah. We do so Thanksgiving here with our family. Meaning, you know, it's it's just it's a it's a great day for us, and and it's a it's it's a very you know it's what's what is really amazing is like we have families that come here for Thanksgiving and and it's the the grandmother who is bringing her her family and she came here as a child you know I mean there's there's a lot of that so it's it's you know but it's not it's, it's not our a quiet, Thanksgiving tradition it's not you know. a quiet time That's around not, the table with no no, no. With just but it's deadly. it's fun it's it's it, you know it's just it, it just is what it is mm -hmm. and and the Deadmans really never had a Thanksgiving Day tradition other than you know, I mean, I started serving putting, everyone. Yeah, I was putting yeah. dishes, uh, was taking dishes out of the dishwasher, uh, clean dishes out and putting them away uh, when I was eight years old. And I mean, they, there's a couple of people back there that still laugh about it. I apparently, um, you know, I ate an entire pumpkin pie that day. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, and that was, of course, that's the worst thing you can do around here is, is show that you know how to do something. Because from right. that point on, you know, <laughs> it's, it's your like, job. You know, right. Hey, Dixon, we need you. What about Christmas? So Christmas is a little calmer. Christmas is. Christmas, we have always, even as we push that schedule um, further and further, we've, we've always taken Christmas. Chris, we've, we've never been open and, and have no plans to, to be, you know, we do Christmas parties and a lot of office parties and things like that leading up to it. But, um, you know, that, that, that even, you know, was always the kind of Deadman family holiday that so on that day what traditions make christmas christmas for you well it, and it, you know it, it, they things have changed a little bit um as when when i was a kid even we closed the inn right but then my my dad's entire side of the family would come and stay at the end. So we would host everybody, and we would cook dinner. Yeah, you here get to and, host all the family events, right? Like, and 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 you know, so it, then it's it's a little bit you know start things change when that next generation starts having kids of their own and, and that type of thing. But you know, we um, 
we we you know there's the prime rib is the staple of the the Deadman family Christmas Eve feast and and we've got the same 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 menu we've been doing for years and years and years and it it uh you know it's it's it, 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 there's something about uh, having you know that time and and really and knowing that you know that's all that's all I've got to work the inn is not open I, you know I'm not going to get a phone call about this that you know that that um and and you know and and now I'm in this part of my life where kind of seeing it all and, and watching it through my children's eyes and and that you know that that somehow makes it even more special but you know it's it's definitely the 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 part of the, the holiday or the the two or three day stretch I think we always look forward to most you know and you never want to be closed for business but sometimes it's nice to no, sometimes you need to be yeah. so what's on what's on the table on Christmas well you know we we do our you know old slow cooked green beans with that prime rib and the it's a it's a hash brown casserole that my aunt Libby has been you know used to make for however many fifty years or something like that and and uh, we make homemade biscuits and there's some always some ham on there and and you know it's it's not it's not like we you know my mother makes her kind of normal big fresh garden salad vinaigrette thing it's not like we have this menu where um, you know, it's, it's some. It, it, it's just, it's just the same one every year, and, and that, well, that's right. what and that's, kind of makes it special. That's, that's what you want it to be. I think you don't want you don't want too many surprises right, on, right, on right. holidays. Well, let me ask you one final question. It's it's bourbon hunting season oh, through the end of the yeah. year. Folks are out looking for whatever it is they're looking for. Lots of disappointed folks here and there. So if you've got a hundred dollars and you couldn't find whatever it was that you thought would be on the shelf or the last guy bought it, what what are the what are the things to buy that are just on the shelf? You can go into any any store and get you know that they ought to buy. I am um, I'm a I'm a really big fan of of the new of, of Brent Elliott's new Four Roses Small Batch Select. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of that one, and I think you're you're seeing that quite a bit. Um, are we talking about things that are being released right now, or are we talking about in the the sure that people can go, people can find, people can find. Boy, doesn't that change all the time? You know. Well, it does. <laughs> sure. Um, Let's see. I um, what have I had recently that I have really enjoyed? That that small batch select. Um, I, I have been in a Four Roses mood. There were a couple um, private selections in the gift shop the other day when I happened in there and, and found a few things. Um, Henry McKenna just shipped recently, so I saw a little Henry McKenna. I've always been a big Henry McKenna fan. Um, one of my kind of favorite things that I think is 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 a very premium product um, that hasn't, you know, got too many people knowing about it just yet. Um, the ten-year-old bullet. Um, I don't know if you've had the ten-year-old bullet, but I'm I'm a big fan of of that. Um, 
and you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a maker's 46. I mean, I'm kind of all over the place. You go sweet or you go spicy or you go whatever. But I mean, I think, you know, I, 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 can, I can find things that make me very happy in the, you know, 35 to $50 range. And, and um, I've kind of, it's become very interesting, you know, the game that I have to play on, on this side of things too receive those allocations for the tavern and, and things like that. And, you know, and, and sometimes you just don't want to play those games anymore. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm finding that, um, that, that doing more, you know, offering more of our, you know, barrel selects and things like that, things that we can offer throughout the year, rather than having to buy all this stuff so that I get maybe two bottles of a particular thing that comes out in November instead of just one, it just ends up driving you nuts, you know? Right. So it's, well, I think probably there's a lot of frustration sure. on the consumer level as well. For a lot of oh, absolutely. I, and I, I, I completely understand it. I mean, I, I completely understand it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with me. Enjoy the chat. Well, listen, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I was, and I hope that you're, holiday and Christmas season goes well and look for a, another hundred years of Beaumont Inn. I, I, you know, I told somebody the other day, I was like, I, you know, I hope we do it. Ain't no chance of me being around for it, but you know, that's, I, I, I might, I guess I could see 150. You'll I mean, be, me personally right. is what they'll, I'm saying. They'll wheel you in. And, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, I hope so. And I think that this has been uh, a great institution for the, for the Commonwealth certainly for Mercer County, and hope that it continues on and, and think the recognition is well-deserved. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and, and certainly the kind words. You can find links to Dixon Deadman's social media accounts as well as links to the Beaumont Inn and Kentucky Al Bourbon in show notes. Please hit the subscribe button to the Eat Kentucky podcast to be notified of future episodes, and please leave a five-star rating. It really helps others find the podcast. You can follow my other explorations of Kentucky food on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The Eat Kentucky theme is by Art Mize. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at eatkentucky at gmail.com. If you are looking to buy or sell a home in the Lexington area, I am a realtor with Keller Williams Bluegrass Realty. I would love to talk to you. Until next time, this is Alan Cornett.